Welcome to Beyond Conventional Marketing, a marketing leader's guide to digital consumer experiences. You're about to hear an episode full of insights from marketing leaders to help you build meaningful moments and relevant digital experiences for your consumers. Join us as we hear from marketing leaders about their experiences with data and personalization, digital marketing trends, and expert advice on how to grow your business and connect with consumers. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Conventional Marketing. I'm your host, Anushka Lokesh. And on today's episode, we have Diana Hausling, who is the VPGM Consumer Experience and Growth at Colgate Palmolive. Hey, Diana, how are you? Hi, Anushka. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really delighted to have this conversation with you today. Of course. I am so excited about our conversation today. But before we get started, could you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do at Colgate Palmolive? Sure. So I am a CPG OG. I've been at Colgate Palmolive for the past two years. I can't believe two years has gone by so quickly. I lead our consumer experience and growth team, which are a lot of words that may not mean that much to a lot of people, but our team is really focused on the consumer-centric portion of marketing. And we've taken a very unique approach to how we really put the consumer at the center of everything that we do. So my team is compromised of revenue growth management, integrated marketing, which includes our uh, creative campaigns, media, social, digital commerce, which has D2C, our Amazon business and platform search, holistic search across the board and content insights, uh, holistic insights, data and advanced analytics, as well as some other components of our team that really allow us to go deep on the consumer and create a delightful experience at every touch point. Amazing. I would love to love to get in a little bit deeper about how all of those different functions and teams kind of work together. But let's start with the consumer first. Could you tell us a little bit about who your consumer is, um, maybe how they've changed, how are they different, what's still the same? Yeah, the cool thing about working at a company like Colgate Palmolive is everyone is our consumer. Anyone with a mouth, <laughs> anyone with a home, anyone with skin. So our consumer is really everyone. And you know, our primary focus is on really anticipating the needs of our consumers, making sure we create an experience and a, a product experience that um, has the quality and efficacy that they're looking for and sometimes even more than they expected. Um, So delivering against that. So we are really uh, going after every consumer. And the beauty of our portfolio is it's extremely accessible. So, you know, for our high needs consumer, we have very affordable, attainable price points, even for things that are perceived as more luxury items. You know, if you can think about an at-home whitening treatment that delivers against, you know, your your desire to have a whiter smile, but that you could do in the comfort of your home and not having to necessarily go to the dentist's office. But if you want to go to the dentist's office and have that experience, we can help you there as well, too. So we really think about how we engage consumers across their consumer journey. So whether it is something they want to purchase, you know, in a store, if they're using digital commerce in order to achieve their purchase, but then also how they're engaging with our products. 
And, you know, we sell products that also are intended to make your life that much better. And we're really focused on how we can put the consumer at the center of everything that we do so that we can deliver against their needs, but also make it something that they don't have to put too much thought in and that it just works and it works really well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the that's kind of the essence of marketing is that you're meeting a consumer need, but without being super obvious about it. Yeah. And that consumer for us has really evolved in a lot of ways, you know, just to get to the second part of your question. We used to have a consumer that, you know, just shopped brick and mortar or just was online. Now those worlds have con- uh, have really merged. Consumers access and knowledge has heightened because we all have little computers in our pocket. So there's a level of understanding that they have that is just so deep. And we have to make sure we give them information, but the right information to help them make the choices that they want. And consumers also have become very much so in the driver's seat. You know, they are in control. They can look at ratings and reviews. They can buy products directly from a manufacturer or they can go into the store. Um, So that element of personalization and really understanding the consumer is so critical and why we're all so focused on how we can leverage consumer data for good to really heighten that experience even more. Yeah, definitely. And so talking about how the consumer has evolved and changed, would you say that marketing and what your team does has evolved in the same way? That's exactly how my team came to be. As a CPG organization, you know, we have our traditional ways of doing things, upper funnel, lower funnel, and, you know, our structure tends to dictate how we work. Um, And so we really leverage structure to put the consumer at the center, but also rethink how we approach marketing. So all of those cross-functional units that I talked about sit in our marketing organization. And we really think about marketing um, in two elements. So what? What is the strategy? How are we defining our brands and really thinking about what we want them to be to to the consumer and who our target audience is? And then the how. So then how do we take that what and then think about how we engage consumers, whether it's through social or traditional means or connected TV, and really think about how we can, you know, help our consumers see the relevancy for our products in their lifestyle. In order to to do that, we've really thought through how we bring those functions together so they're not beholden to marketing or sales or one group, that they're actually really beholden to the impact of the consumer and how we think about the consumer experience as it as it shows up holistically from the package design to the price points that they pay to how we engage them on social all of those things are connected and so that's why we really brought this group of folks together so that they're working together and and they're mastering what we call the baton pass so how do we pass the baton across the team and really have decision-making and decision rights that sit with the right people at the right moment of time so that we really have that consumer influence at every touch point. And would you still say that you, do you guys still look at it as, you know, shopper marketing versus digital marketing, or is it all, all the same now? You know, right now it's all the same. The, 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 the funnel is really compressed if it even exists at all. And consumers can come in and out at any point in time. So if you have that lens where you're very siloed and thinking upper funnel, lower funnel, or this is shopper and this is traditional, you know, the advancement of retail um, marketing and the ability to connect, whether it's through clean rooms 
to that consumer all the way through to the point of purchase means that we as marketing organizations have to rethink how we approach our planning, how we approach our how we approach planning, but also how we approach that consumer experience. They can be on shopper, be on social and go purchase your product at any moment in time. You know, they can be in a store leveraging their phone. And what does that experience look like? So what I really think, you know, what technology has done is really forced us as marketers to sharpen our um, pencils and up our game on how we engage consumers. And what I love about it is it really has made the consumer more powerful. You know, they really can dictate the expectations that they have. So it forces brands to do better, be better, and, you know, follow through on their commitments. So as you were kind of going through this shift with your team, what were maybe some of the challenges that you guys faced? Because I love the whole idea of, you know, being consumer centric and understanding that everything isn't so upper funnel, lower funnel anymore, but that must have been quite a bit of a change from how things were in the past, I'm assuming. So yeah, I would love to love to understand like what are some of the challenges that you guys faced and what were some of the solutions as well? A lot of what we're doing right now with the team is breaking down what I call phantom ceilings. These are these constructs that aren't real that we created. Either you're, you learned them in business school or they're just in the way they operate. You know, if you're a marketer, you have to be a digital marketer. You you can't be one or the other, you know, and the evolution of what it means to be a marketer today means that you're selling a product that most likely can be sold digitally. It means that you're connecting with consumers, you know, in multiple different channels and multiple different formats. So you have to really understand how those different touch points impact your consumer. The heart of marketing and really understanding uh, the need states the consumer and, you know, how you build a brand and drive and demand generation hasn't evolved, but it hasn't changed and you still need to have that foundation. But how we do it, how we engage consumer has evolved and having that knowledge base and not being distracted by the new next shiny thing and really having a strong objective. If you're going into the metaverse, if you're thinking about Web3 and not just doing it because all the cool kids are, you're really understanding how it connects with your brands. I think other things have become more important, like partnerships um, and how you think about, you know, how leverage, you know, your equity, the equity of a partner to create a really holistic experience and not just think about me, me, me and my brand. I think, you know, retailers have really leveraging their data and allowing us to create a more personalized experience um, has required us to think differently about when shopper marketing comes into play and how we leverage shopper marketing in the, the big picture. But I think the biggest shift um, for marketers is, is really understanding the power of subject matter experts and how you unlock their ability to drive your strategy, but also to execute is going to be really critical for marketers today and marketers of the future. We had this conversation for years when it came to creative. You know, how do you avoid being that marketer that comes in the room and is really playing art director that isn't really focused on the brief or the direction? It's going to be similar as you start to partner with your search experts, as you start to partner with your programmatic team and your media team really being able to have a really strong strategy, very clear objectives, and clearly defined jobs to be done is going to be the role that a marketer plays, if they do it well, will unlock the potential of their brand. 
if they don't do that, all the hard work that they've done in building their strategy and thinking about their brand architecture will just go to waste. So I think that's the biggest evolution for a lot of marketers. And that, you know, that employee or that talent profile is going to have to evolve as we think about marketing for the future. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's so interesting and something I think about a lot because as a marketer, there are aspects of marketing which I have a good enough understanding of, but not, I definitely wouldn't consider myself a subject matter expert. So, what do you think is a good balance to have? Like, if you had to rate it on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is like subject matter expert, like how much knowledge? of a particular subject matter, whether it's like programmatic or SEO, how much knowledge do you think a marketer or marketing leader needs to have to be able to effectively work with a subject matter expert? So I'm going to give you a very unfulfilling answer. Sure. (laughs) That is that it depends. It depends on the kind of product that you're marketing and where they are in the, uh, the journey. Like if you're launching a digitally first item, a digitally native item, and you're at a startup, uh, and your teens are small and lean, your depth of knowledge is going to have to be deeper in a lot of spaces because you have fewer dollars and fewer cross-functional groups that you're partnering with. So you're going to have to be able to be, you know, somewhat of a jack of all trades. And in a sense, you know, being able to have uh, enough knowledge to be dangerous, but really the level of knowledge that allows you to give clear direction to any agency partners. And and given in those environments, typically your budgets are smaller, you probably are working with a few agencies or one or two. So it's really about uh, understanding what the makeup is and what you're trying to accomplish. As you get into larger scale organizations where there are more cross-functional teams, it becomes more important to really focus on the ability to provide directions, refine strategy, but also make decisions in a timely manner and be clear on what KPIs align with your job to be done. So in that instance, it is essential that you understand the inputs that are needed in order for your subject matter experts to move forward, move quickly, but also be able to make real-time decisions and not have to keep coming back to you for direction. That becomes a little bit more complex um, so it really does depend on the type of product that you are, are are selling. It also depends on the type of company you are in and where they are on that journey. What if you could provide all of your consumers the most relevant digital experience? With predictive personalization at the heart of your digital marketing strategy, you can build meaningful relationships with consumers and grow your business quickly. Brainify's AI-driven platform can help you at any stage of your personalization journey. Whether you're looking to collect data, optimize customer journeys, or curate predictive personalized experiences, using one line of code, Brainify integrates with any marketing tool you already use in just two weeks. Ready to learn more about creating personalized digital consumer experiences? Connect with us at brainify.ai. What are you know, some of the key projects that you're working on, let's say in the next six months, you know, in this like newer or changing environment? Well, not to give away all of our secret sauce, um, but these are things that are very critical to us and that we really double down in is data and advanced analytics. And we have a, a, a fantastic team led by Divya Jay who has come in and she is really building what the future of advanced analytics is going to look like across the team. 
I think the other critical point to that in which data plays a huge role is the connection points. So how do we connect all of these things together so that the consumer experience is consistent wherever you go? So that is, a we're really rethinking our integrated marketing team and how we think about media, creative, social, and what are the connection points and how we get the best and the most out of that. And I think the last thing that I think everybody is really grappling with, especially in these more volatile, uncertain times is revenue growth management and the role that revenue growth management plays, not just at the point of sale, but even in innovation and how you're building brands and thinking about a little, the longevity of a brand and the innovation process. So those would be like the three areas that are their biggest focus for me right now. And then what is always a focus and top of mind is, you know, which I think is my number one job um, as a leader is in investing and developing the talent across my team. I think, you know, for us, that comes first because when you invest in individuals, the planning, the leading, the building of the brands, that's all done by the, the, by the humans that have the roles. And if I'm investing in them, then, then everything else will unlock itself. Yeah. Is would you say that data is important there as well, or is that more of just like the relationships that you have with your team and the tools that you're providing them access to? Data is critical everywhere. I mean, you know, I just left a meeting this morning where we looked at our Colgate Connect survey results and really dug in deep to figure out, you know, how do we improve employee experiences? Um, where where are areas where we're falling down? And you know, you get to really understand you know, the way that your team works and how they interact with each other, that's what really unlocks your potential and your ability to have business impact. You know, are the processes actually working in place? Is information transferring to the right people at the right time? Um, Do people have the resources or the tools that they need uh, to do their jobs well? That is something as a leader and as a, a manager of people that we're assessing on a constant basis. You know, our primary job is to move shit out of the way so our team can do their best work. So yes, data plays a critical role in that. And so do other indicator and touch points. You know, I've made it a point I'm newer to my role to really meet every single marketer on the team uh, and really have that connection point and get that perspective with them. Um, we also do something uh, we call, you know, listening sessions where it's just like a smaller group. Hey, let's just talk about what's going on. Having really understanding and being connected two to three levels down is critical so that you understand how the operations actually work and you understand the implications of your ask, your request and your decisions. Um, if you don't understand that, then you start to make decisions that logically make sense but aren't executable. Or you make decisions that you know may drive growth, but the impact on the team results in a lot of turnover. Um, so you really have to think through um, not just the marketing elements and the strategy, but how you really keep the human element alive. Definitely. I think that's relatable to, to when you're looking at consumer data as well, right? And when you are looking at, you know, when you're looking at consumer data, are you like relying heavily on technologies on, you know, partnerships on because especially for such a huge organization like Colgate Palmolive, I would imagine that you have a lot of data from different sources. And the challenge would definitely be to find, you know, connections between the sources of data and then also translating that into like, what does it actually mean for the consumer? Is that fair? Yeah, I think, you know, we have a ton of 
data at our fingertips, not only for the brands, our support, but we have our skin health business with Falorga and PCA. We have Hills Pet. And so the opportunity and the the ability to leverage that is endless. It actually could be very overwhelming. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it can be extremely overwhelming. And if, if you don't have that clear direction and priorities, then the team can you know try to boil the ocean. So it's really about establishing the focus. What are we trying to accomplish? What's our, our overall learning agenda? But what are our priorities from a data perspective? And what are we going after? And then phasing that out, because depending on where you are in the journey with you know, the ability to have the data, pull it in and pull out, which that's actually actionable, you really have to think through that. We also have our agency partners, and our, uh, which is a very matrix reporting, where we're getting additional data sets there as well, too. Uh, having a team in place that I can actually analyze the data and tell you what to do with it. That's a lot of the work that uh, my team is is doing right now to make sure we have enough humans to actually be able to do that and, and make the data actionable. So it's not just data for data say, sake, developing the team so they have the gut and the ability to make decisions and discern and not just make everything based off of the data because that's one input is really, really critical. And then working so closely with IT uh, and our global IT teams to really enable the data to be, you know, very actionable, but also really high quality. Because if you think about all the data that we're getting, you know, is all of it, you know, going to help us with our strategy and our objective? It may not be relevant. And so that's why your partnership with IT and your ability to do that with speed really really counts on the brief that you give them as cross-functional partners as well too. So they're building systems and there's a marketing tech stack that allows you to move with speed and agility. So yes, you're, you're correct. It's very complicated and we are really trying to focus the team on what's important, what's actionable, and really what aligns back to our strategy, our vision and our goal and the areas that we declared that we want to go after and where we think we have the right to win. And is your is your data team you know, primarily made up of data scientists or is it marketers or is it kind of a mix of mix of both? It really is a mix of both. And, you know, Divya would say as much as it's important to understand advanced analytics and have data sciences, understanding the business is also very critical. So we really lay, lay heavily on, rely heavily on people who have a very deep data skill set, but there are some roles on the team that are designed for folks who are coming from the business, but are strong in certain areas and can rotate in and off the team. But we are really going after um, very rich, very deep digital talent. We have several openings. So if anyone's interesting for uh, working for one of the fastest growing companies uh, in the world, then you would definitely want to come work at Colgate. Love to hear it. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure, especially in today's economy, there's probably a lot of people that would love that. Yeah. Awesome career experiences at Colgate Palmolive. Yeah. And it sounds like, you know, there's obviously a chance to be involved with a really amazing company, great brands, but there's a lot of innovation and change and excitement happening as well. Yeah. I mean, I've worked in a lot of larger CPGs. And the cool thing about Colgate is that you actually can get a varied ex experience. It's definitely a global organization. So if you're looking for a global career, 
Um, it's definitely a place where you can get that. If you want to feel like you're working in more of an entrepreneurial environment, we have smaller brands that are just entering different markets like Florga or Hello um, that give you that entrepreneurial experience. And then there's you know Colgate itself, which is the, one of the number one brands in the world um, that's an opportunity to, for you to work on. So it really, cre- it really allows for a dynamic career experience, whether you've w- worked there for 20, 30 years, which you'll find a lot of people who have, or you're a newbie like me who's been there for two years, which there's a lot of us as well, too. So it's a really interesting place to cut your teeth or to come in when you're more experienced as well. Yeah, I mean, I would hardly call you a newbie. You have so much experience, even if it's not just at Colgate Palmolive. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm, I'm showing my age now, but I've worked, I've had the privilege of working at some of the most awesome CPG organizations in the world from Hershey. Uh, to the Campbell Soup Company, to General Mills, uh, and now Colgate. So I am definitely very blessed, and I have I have a wealth of knowledge that I've just taken from each of those environments and being able to work with some really awesome and super smart people. So with that, as we kind of wrap up, what would be, I guess, one, or if you want two, uh, pieces of advice that you would give to marketers today? The biggest piece of advice that I give to marketers is get out of your head and know your consumer. You know, get into stores, get into, you know, get out of, if you're, if you're in New York, get in the middle of America, get on the West Coast, really try to understand the consumer experience, not just through your lens. So really understanding your consumer uh, and getting out into the trade and really seeing your products in the wild uh, is critical. Uh, staying grounded and relevant to what's actually happening culturally. Um, that's very critical to marketers to really understand the cultural dynamic and the implications of your brand, especially in this environment as we're even more diverse than we were before. If you don't understand the lived experience of consumers who don't look like you, then you are not going to be able to have a brand that's successful in this environment. And then now I'm just speaking primarily to my black and brown uh, marketers that are out there. We need you. Your voice is critical and important, and we need you at the table. We need you in rooms. Um, So keep pushing to be heard, keep speaking up and keep taking those jobs and those promotions because we are deeply missing diverse perspectives in the marketing industry as a whole. Definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much for that. I loved our conversation today. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your experience. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. I love the opportunity to connect with you and talk and geek out on all things marketing at any point in time. Honestly, I could do this for days, but I'm not allowed to. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Diana. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond Conventional Marketing, a Brainify podcast. Keep connected with us by subscribing to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you found this episode valuable, please rate, review, and share it. To learn more about creating delightful digital experiences, join us for the next conversation.